Hello, my love. Before we begin today's episode, I need you to know that Next Level November is live. That is our biggest promotion for the Sisterhood Coaching Program I have ever done in my life. It is on for the entire month of November. Each week, a new offer. If you are ready to work with me, get your booty over to thequeenofconfidence.com. All right, into the episode. Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. I've been in Gabor Mate's training and it's been really incredible to study with him and, and learn and go to even deeper levels of myself. I'm definitely in love with, you know, going deeper on the stuff that I think I've healed or the stuff that I think I've worked on or the stuff that I haven't even touched or been aware of. And today has been a really beautiful day because I've spent a lot of time um, writing emails and being with myself. I went to lunch with a friend at a park in nature, sitting on the grass, which I really don't do, to be honest. And I know I need to do it more. And, and it felt really nourishing in many ways. And I've had moments of like reflection that have come up through the stillness, which is what stillness does, right? It lets you have more time to to be in things and to reflect how you're feeling. Um, anyway, so there was something that she mentioned today that she said about um, a childhood trauma about Tim Ferriss where he shares about his abuse and it gave me a light bulb moment and just now driving I was listening to Gabor Mate and I got another light bulb moment and I it, I was interested to talk about fate and destiny you know and are things predetermined for us in some weird way for the life that we chose the family that we chose or that we got put into uh, the jobs we go for, the the relationships we get into, the things that get that pull us. And I love Oprah Winfrey because she always talks about um, if you look around your life, it'll show you your purpose. Like look around your life, look around your life. Uh, what do people ask you about? What are you interested in? What do you keep struggling with? What what keeps popping up and coming up for you? Um, and I really love that because your life kind of gives you the clues that you are always seeking. And I started thinking about how I, as a kid, I would be in mental hospitals with my mom. I would go visit her. I remember being five years old. I remember being seven, eight years old. Like I remember being young and being in a foster home, uh, sorry, in a mental hospital. And I remember distinctively Westboro State Hospital. And I remember going there and feeling like I was 21. You know, like obviously a five-year-old doesn't know what that's like, but I remember feeling really grown up and really like, I was in charge and I had something to say and I was looking around. I still do this, looking around, checking how they were doing things. I had complaints in my head about the way that they treated my mom, about the the lack of attention or, you know, the details or the nurses and the doctors and communication and the the way it was set up. I was always looking and and looking at things that I didn't think were working or didn't fit, you know, Um, and not in a critical complaining way in a, this should be better. This is how we could fix this, you know, like a, like a, change kind of way and I remember 
being in offices, like in boardrooms with doctors and nurses and my social worker and my mom wouldn't be there. Some of the time it would just be us without her. Uh, it would be before a visit or after a visit. I would be talking about her medication and her plan and what they're trying to do. And I remember arguing with these people being like, are you guys just experimenting with different pills? Like, how can you experiment? Like, this is a person's health and life. And like, she doesn't need that. She needs this. And telling them what pills she needed because I remember what she took as a kid. Um, and just like almost fighting. And I remember one day leaving. I remember walking down the hallway clearly like I was there yesterday. Leaving and going, I'm going to work here. When I get older, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to work in a mental hospital. I'm going to help my people like my mom. It made me so angry because a lot of the nurses that the ones that I saw, not all of them, but the ones that I saw were so miserable and like almost like hated their job and they were just doing it because they were getting paid and they had to like someone forced them to work at that hospital and it, you could tell you know when you could tell when someone a cashier at a register hates their job they just look like oh, i don't want to do this like someone's forcing them to do it and i remember i'm i'm saying this and i'm remembering as a kid being at walmarts or um grocery stores being like yo if you don't want to work here don't work here nobody's forcing you like i had an attitude because people were just rude and i'd be like why are you so rude if you don't want to work with the public don't work here nobody's making you work here like young erica had attitude um this erica still has attitude but she had much more attitude and i remember that and it's so funny because that's how i felt in the hospital in my mom's hospitals i felt like why are you doing this job if you're not happy helping the people why are you doing this if you don't care it felt like they didn't care not all of them not all of them just some that i remember distinctively sorry to interrupt but i'm very excited because this is only happening one time and it is on right now you're listening to this podcast which means you want to work on yourself you're interested in growth you're interested in becoming the next level version of yourself I know that this year and last year was so hectic for so many women and my beautiful clients in the sisterhood have told me time and time again how they don't know where they would be without this community without this self-work without reflection without accountability without working and healing all the trauma and the shit that we all go through I want to let you know that next level November is live every single week in November. We're going to be dropping a brand new offer. It is enticing. It is amazing. But unfortunately, it only lasts for seven days. So once the offer goes live, you either join us or you miss out on it every single week till the end of November. We are currently in this episode in week one. And I am so pumped for it because it is kicked off with a bang. There are only 10 spots available in each week until it's exhausted. And if you've been waiting and wanting to work on yourself, now is the time. If you're listening to this and week one is already over, get your booty onto it. Every single week, something will unlock and it lasts for seven days. Once it is gone, it is gone for good. If you're ready to level up, if you're ready to let go of the opinion of others, if you're ready to stop comparing yourself and start standing in your power, reclaiming your confidence, making peace with your past so that that shit doesn't define you anymore and you get to create the life you want, the sisterhood is for you. Next Level November is live. Go to thequeenofconfidence.com. Click on sisterhood. I got you. All right. Enough chatting for me. A lot of talking, a lot of chatting. Back to the episode. I love you. And I remember being like, I'm going to help people with mental health. Now, Erica, as a child, thought that that meant I'm going to be a doctor or a nurse or something. Um, and I didn't realize in high school, I studied MDMA. And I didn't study it like drugs. I studied like the use of MDMA and how they used it in psychotherapy and um, 
in long times before I was around, like when I was not even born, they were using it um, for old school therapy with couples, particularly. And I remember doing, thank you, I remember doing a paper on this in high school and finding it so interesting. And then in when I finished high school in adulthood, I did MDMA, I did a lot of MDMA, uh, ecstasy, I was not proud of that. I did some, I did some crazy shit. So that's all I'll say there. Um, I was MDMA party. Like that's what I did. And I didn't get addicted to it because I don't believe you can get addicted to that. But I did use it a bit, right? In a certain period in my life when I was living in Miami. And it's so interesting because I studied it. And now I'm listening to Gabor and he's talking about how um, there's studies now being done with MDMA, not ecstasy, but like proper MDMA uh, on, on PTSD and clients who suffer. And now it's massive in therapy. People are using psychedelics and not in a, we're going to be irresponsible, get messed up, but like ayahuasca, psilocybin, you know, MDMA now, and they're doing trials and it's actually moved through the phases. And these are going to be hopefully approved in five years or three to five years in the U S where you could work with a psychotherapist and do some massive trauma healing and therapy with MDMA. I'm supervised. So I was just thinking about all that and listening to him and going, oh my God, like, did I get this life and get this trauma and go to foster care and become this, I'm a coach right now. Like I'm a coach. I coach people. I'm so interested in healing our past and creating the life we desire, not based off of the past that we had, not based off of who we thought we would be because of our trauma, but based off of who we can be truly when we work through it and when we heal it looking back now, I'm like, all of these experiences I had, all of the things that happened, all of the occurrences, all of the, everything feels like it works together to create me now and the life I have now and the work I do now. And it's like fate or destiny, or is it that you just listen to your life and the things that happen in your life end up moving you into the direction that you were always meant to go? I don't know, but it's definitely, um, very interesting, especially as I'm listening to him and looking at, you know, my life and what happened and what could have been and what was, it's freaking interesting. Um, and I wanted to share that because I think that if we do pay attention to our lives and we do pay attention to the life that we got given and the experiences that we have and the experiences that we've, we've moved through, um, we can really find kind of the, the keys or the signs of where we should go. You know, uh, and if you're feeling lost or not knowing what to do or where to go, like, look at your life. Like Oprah says, look around your life. What keeps calling you? What are the patterns that keep happening? What do people ask you for? What are you interested in? What do you keep avoiding that you know you want to go to? And these are questions and things that I think I avoided for a long time until I didn't. And now looking back, literally, I'm 30. How old am I? 38 years old. And looking back at it, I'm like, all of this makes sense. Like, of course, I do what I do now. Um, Pretty interesting stuff anyway. Okay, the episode's over, but if you want to take this work deeper, if you're like, fuck, I love your episodes, Erica, your podcast is helping me. Imagine working with my ass for 12 months, live coaching. I will be coaching with you in an incredible community of like-minded queens doing the work. So if that is you and you are ready to do the work with me, head to thequeenofconfidence.com, click on sisterhood, take advantage of next level November. I cannot wait to see you in there.